Hello, everyone, and welcome to Journey to Success Radio Network. My name is Tom Tutal Cunningham. I'm a Napoleon Hill Foundation certified instructor and resiliency expert, helping people to think, speak, and act positively through the challenges of life. You can find out more about me in this interview at my website, which is Tom, the number two, and Tall, T-A-L-L, Com. My guest today is the amazing Abe Brown, who is also a friend of my amazing friend, Derek Sweet. Uh, Abe Brown is the founder and president of Momentum Coaching and has trained over 1,000 life and business coaches across Canada and the U.S. as the president of the Certified Coaches Federation, which was founded by my friend Derek Sweet. He has delivered keynote speeches, motivational talks, and conducted seminars and workshops all over Canada and the U.S. Abe has also spent significant time in the business world, successfully turning around several failing businesses to the tune of millions of dollars. He's also been passionate about leadership development and maximizing the greatest asset organizations have, which of course is their people. Prior to business and coaching, Abe was a pastor and a counselor. He pastored several churches that experienced consistent year-over-year growth rates of 300% or more, led a post-secondary educational institution with over 100 full-time students and satellites in 12 countries, and spent over 15 years as a counselor, coach, and personal growth specialist. Abe is the coach's coach. And as president of the Certified Coaches Federation, he's helped CCF to grow into one of the largest coach certifications in the world. The Certified Coaches Federation has now trained over 10,000 coaches around the world in the last eight years. Welcome to the show today, Abe. Thanks so much, Tom. It's a, a real privilege to be with you here today. And uh, let's brag on my friend Derek Sweet for a little bit. I've known Derek for about uh, maybe 25-plus years. We brought uh, Mark Victor Hansen to Ottawa many years ago, and that's how I met him. And uh, Derek is an amazing man, very humble, uh, very down-to-earth, and yet very successful, and that's a very cool combination. Absolutely, and, and uh, that's super interesting to me, Tom. I didn't know that uh, you and Derek had, had that much history. I knew you had some history, but, um, you know, I, I just love Derek Sweet. I think that, you know, he's made a tremendous impact on, on, on my life and on many people's lives, but also I think more broadly on the, the world of uh, coaching, you know, life coaching, executive coaching in general. Yeah, exactly, exactly. And uh, 10,000 certified coaches in, eight, in the last eight years alone is testament to uh, how well he's done uh, done with that. And uh, so uh, let's get into this a little bit. What a cool background you have, pastor and business person. Uh, I have a very good friend who was my former pastor who uh switches back and forth between pastoring and being in the sales world and sales management and uh a lot of the skills are interchangeable between the between the two of them uh so yeah how are you our pastor for how long for 12 years actually and that was kind of the first uh iteration of my career you know i uh, came out of uh you know my high school and went into post secondary uh, earned a degree in, in theology, and then, uh, you know, went right into uh, the ministry right at that point. 
neat. And then uh, when I see year-over-year growth rates of 300% or more, I think that you either started with two people in the church or that was quite an accomplishment. (laughs) Because if you start with two, 300% is six people. (laughs) So uh, I know in our own church growing like a a rabbit farm on steroids and we're experiencing like 30 or 40% growth a year. So 300 is amazingly impressive. And that's a great career to start. Uh, because I imagine that's where you got a lot of start in counseling and coaching and working with people one-on-one. Yeah, I, I, I totally agree, and I've, and I've actually commented on that several times. I mean, <clears throat> fortunately, I guess for me, I wasn't in a situation where it started with, uh, you know, two or three people. It started off in uh, not large churches, but, you know, uh, anywhere from 30 to 100 people, and then uh, would, would really dive in and begin, you know, the growth process. And like you said, uh, you know, you, you learn so much. I'm actually working on a book right now, you know, you know, to the uh, to the effect that everything I learned in business, I learned in the nonprofit world, because um, you know, in the nonprofit world, people aren't paid to, to like you. <laughs> they're not paid. To, <laughs> you know, they're not paid to work for you. And so, if you can get a group of people in an, uh, in a nonprofit set setting to to work and to be fully engaged and to dial in. I mean, not only will you produce great results, but, but then surely uh, you can make something work in the business world when you have, you know, the levers of, of wages and, uh, and position and title to work for you, right? So. Right. I had not thought of that, but so true. I volunteered in a lot of churches, and for sure, if you can get volunteers to follow you and work with you, uh, that aren't paid to like you and aren't paid to work with you, uh, for sure you can get <laughs> people paid to uh, like you and work with you to to work with you. And so hadn't thought of it that way. Abe, let's t- let's talk about this one topic that I get asked the most about, uh, and even I had a problem with when I took my Napoleon Hill Foundation certification. Of course, you got to go through an online course, and part of it is developing your uh, definiteness of purpose or your definite chief aim, knowing your purpose in life. And when I drew up mine, what I thought was mine, uh, Judy Williamson at the Napoleon Hill World Learning Center said, Tom, that's not your definite purpose. You're trying to be Shane Moran from Organo Gold, and you are not him. And so I finally, really with her help, put one together that I believe that if the Lord was sitting on the other side of my desk, which would be very cool, by the way, uh, I think he would give me the exact same document that I've come up with as my purpose for being here on this planet. Um, and so now I, when I talk about the definiteness of purpose, I talk about your God-given definite purpose. And I think if more people knew that, it would really help them make a lot of better choices and focus their brain and their time and their energy and their actions in a better way. Do you find that so much that people really, even at any age, are really struggle to know what is my for sure God-given purpose for being on this planet? Absolutely. I mean, it's it's actually uh, you know a, a topic that uh, I wrote a book on, <laughs> and, and oh was, yeah, and, and actually you and I hadn't even talked about that. A, a book called Getting Where You Need to Go, 
and um, you know that you know that book really flowed out of uh, you know when I started actually in ministry as a youth pastor uh, back in those days. I mean, and, and I was a youth pastor and a youth counselor, so many youth were coming and saying, you know, I don't know what to do with my life, right? And mm-hmm. um, and then you know I, I started to to really help them and help them figure it out. And then from there, you know, the, there was all kinds of adults who started coming. And, and these were people often in their 50s and even 60s saying, I, I don't know what I want to be when I grow up. <laughs> <laughs> but, you Challenging, know, but, isn't it? Yeah. So I think that, I think that you know, um, Buddha, uh, you know, said, uh, you know, your work is to discover your work and then with all your heart to, to give yourself to it. And, and to me, that's always been the key to success and effectiveness and, and frankly to happiness is you know what is my work right what is what is my unique specific purpose or calling uh, that's going to be the greatest place of effectiveness and uh, you know I really believe that you know out of alignment you know flows abundance that when we're fully aligned with ourselves in terms of how we've been wired that uh, abundance naturally flows then we're not striving for money we're not striving for success i mean it it naturally flows because we found that place of abundance right exactly exactly and yet it's uh sometimes can be a little scary to truly truly know your god-given purpose because that forces you to ignore a lot of other stuff and spend time doing your purpose and ignoring a lot and so like myself when i finally found it like i I have a fairly narrow focus now because I know my God-given purpose and so I ignore a lot of things that are not related to it. But at the same time, when you put all your mental focus and physical actions towards your purpose, very much more likely you're going to achieve it, right? Well, yeah. I mean, and and, and I love what you're saying there, Tom, because it's a, um, it's a real... Uh, challenge today with the, you know, I, I mean, I think 50 years ago, people just didn't have the options that they have today. And, right. um, you know, today the, there's almost this paralysis with, uh, within, um, you know, people's lives around, you know, who am I and, and what am I supposed to be doing? And, and, and you could spend years trying to figure, figure that out. And, um, you know, so, so one of the things I do with my clients is work with them um, on, a, on a process, right? I work with them on a process around, you know, helping them to discover, you know, who am I and, um, and what's my purpose and then what, of course, am I, uh, uh, what am I supposed to be doing and then how are we going to manifest that within our lives. Yeah, exactly. And now a lot of your focus is on leadership development and leadership mastery. Um, I don't know what exactly I believe on that. uh, At some point, I believe that everyone is a leader to somebody. If you're a mother or a father, you're a leader to your kids. Uh, At some points in life, everybody can be or is a leader, uh, but some people just have that as as a skill or a gift or a talent. And yet there's not a lot of courses on how to become a leader or like university or school courses and how to master leadership. Uh, Tell me a little bit about your thoughts on leadership development and leadership mastery because it's so important 
if you have that skill and that talent to to develop it and if you have it within your organization to develop the leaders in your organization as well yeah and, and i'm 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 completely with you I, I i've wrestled with it as well because you know there's there's a proliferation of uh of leadership uh development out there and and in a lot of respects i think that's a good thing but you know at at the end of the day you know i think we're all wired a little bit differently and and because you know in in general today people are uh expecting excellence right they're expecting a high quality uh deliverable output from each and every one of us uh i think the the whole notion of leadership then pushes us to a place where we want to aspire you know to a place of excellence and uh you know, at the end of the day, I mean, there's there's a lot of things in life we can't control. You know, uh, you know, as a matter of fact, the, the the number of things we can't control in life and in our careers is far greater than the things that we can. And so, leadership, I think, has a lot to do with you know how can I manage, you know, number one, myself, right? How can I manage my <clears throat> my actions, my behaviors, my communication, my uh, level of emotional intelligence. And, and and then number two, you know, how can I take the influence that I have and leverage it for good? Because you are absolutely right. At some point, I'm either going to have a position of leadership or if I don't have a position, I certainly have a relationship where I need to exert influence. And, of course, that could be with my children. It could be with my uh, my spouse, right? It could be with the people in my life that I value, that I care about. And and so, you know, there's a way that we engage people that causes them to, um, you know, follow us or at least allow us to influence them. And then, of course, there's lots of ways that we can engage people that repel them, right? And so a lot of our leadership training is, is how, can we, how can we develop those skills that, that uh, cause people to follow us um, rather than uh, <laughs> be repelled. By us, right? Because getting uh, <laughs> right, right, the type right. of people that let brighten up a room when they leave it. Uh, yeah, exactly, exactly. Nice. And and uh, now, do you do most of your work with uh, businesses or business people? I would imagine uh, because you also uh, work a lot with developing human capital. A fancy way of saying developing your employees. Yeah. Yeah, so most of the work that I do uh, is is with uh, either businesses or organizations, uh, and and it's it's interesting to me that I'm not sure if it's because of my nonprofit background or or not, but a lot of nonprofits and government uh, also are you know of course super interested and have budget to develop their people and to put their resources into their people, and so yeah, I mean I'm I'm kind of privileged in that I'm I'm able to work with. Uh, you know, I mean, I do some one-on-one coaching, but most of the work is, you know, flows through, um, you know, uh, of course, businesses, right? Mm-hmm. Exactly. Uh, now, uh, can we talk a little about the uh, Certified Coaches Federation? Uh, I know that uh, that the coaching business is growing, and rightfully so. Everybody needs a, a coach, an accountability partner, a mastermind partner, a mentor. However, many different ways of using it as a phrase for working with someone one-on-one. Um, and yet, I see a lot of coaches who just hung out a shingle. Now I'm a coach. Uh, but the Certified Coaches Federation with over 10,000 
coaches that they've trained, gone through the process, uh, is an amazing organization. And then also when I think of coaching, I think like the person themselves, the coach has to be an exceptional person uh, because I don't want someone as a coach who is not an exceptional person themselves. Otherwise, what am I going to learn? So kind of a pressure. It's kind of like, uh, in my mind, like being a pastor. Like if you're a pastor, you got to like watch every word you say, every action you take. You know people are paying attention to you. And so I feel like that would be kind of the same kind of pressure a coach has. Uh, and yet, as I said, it is a growing field and people need to be certified in a proper way in a proper fashion to help people yeah absolutely and i and i appreciate what you're saying because i think in general today i mean whether you're a pastor or you're a a coach or anyone who kind of steps into the public space and you know i've got something to give uh, to other people and uh and you know in, in essence you know follow me and and i think that uh you know what we've discovered is that is the importance of ethics, right? That, uh, you know, ethics are, are critically important, and, and I mean certainly not just in coaching, but straight across the board. One of the things that our, our, my company, Momentum Coaching, does a lot of is, is coaching around character. And I know that sounds, you know, when I first explained that to businesses, um, you know, they struggle with that. Why would you coach my people on character? And I'm not so much talking about morality, but you know, when I've been in business and when I've owned businesses, the stuff that cost me money was actually character breaches, right? When somebody under me, you know, I remember I was managing a large business and, uh, you know, our truck driver decided that, that he wanted, uh, you know, three-quarters of a million dollars of our product. <laughs> and over, <laughs> over a six-month period, he, uh, he found a way to, uh, you know, acquire that, of course, through very underhanded means, and eventually he ended up uh, getting uh, caught. And, uh, you know, the last I heard, he was still doing time in a, in a federal jail for that. But, but, but it wasn't the fact that he lacked competence. It wasn't that he didn't know how to drive the truck and, and do the paperwork. He knew how to do that well. But it was a character lapse. And so I think, you know, across the board in society today, people are looking for, you know, folks not just to stand up and say, hey, I'm a leader, follow me. But they're really looking for, you know, somebody to, to kind of back up their, their walk or their talk with their walk and, and, and not be perfect, but at least have a sense of, of ethics and integrity. And, you know, I guess you could take it as a pressure. I know certain religious environments certainly treat it that way, unfortunately, where, you know, even, even uh, you, know, you know, down to who you would associate with and everything else is, is often judged. And sometimes when I was a pastor, that was the case. Um, but, but I think, you know, hopefully there's a, even a maturity in, in that group now today where, it's really just let's let's make sure that the people who are driving the bus not only have uh, the license to drive the bus, but the good character, you know, not to not to show up uh, impaired. <laughs> you know that they're gonna, <laughs> they're going to do the work and they're going to do it with integrity. They're going to do it with ethics. So you know, in, in our training, um, you know, at CCF, I mean, it's um, it is a part of uh, our focus is is um, is ethics, right? Is is we want to we want to make sure that you're um, you're going to, you know, honor your commitments to your clients, and uh, you're going to, you're going to follow through. Um, certainly not with a level of perfection, but at least with a, a level of integrity. Right, and and 
even and sometimes people just don't have that and so yeah talking about character is so important because when you're in a leadership position people are looking at your character as much as they're looking at what you do and so uh you really really need to start with character and so uh, good thoughts on on that one now uh you've coached a lot of people and worked with a lot of great people uh have you found any secrets of high performing people uh that you could share with us yeah absolutely i mean i think uh high performing people you know are are people that uh you know have a couple little extras in their lives and uh it's interesting because in in my own journey right now i i uh i decided uh, uh in august to begin doing uh my MBA, uh, Master's in Business, and then also at the University of Calgary here in, in the city where I live. And uh, that's been a whole journey. And, and I share that just to say that um, one of the folks who's in the, in the course is a, is a gal who has won, you know, two gold medals uh, at the Winter Olympics. And um, so she's an Olympic gold athlete. And, and it's interesting when you talk to her because the difference between a gold medal, medal and a bronze medal and a fourth-place finish actually isn't that profound. Often it's it's milliseconds, right? It's it's um, you know two, three, uh, you know milliseconds, which differentiates a gold medalist from the person who came in fourth place. And so, what are those milliseconds, right? What goes into them? Um, you know, I think one of those secrets is that they're creators, right? They uh, they understand intuitively that that I in life, you know, not everything is handed to me. Uh, I need to allow my mind and my heart to be a womb where I can birth ideas, I can birth vision, I can birth dreams. And I'm not going to wait for this thing to come to pass, but I'm going to be proactive. I'm going to take some initiative and I'm going to go get it done. And and I'm not going to uh, do it in a way that's uncongruent or discongruent with my nature. I'm going to make sure that I flow with who I am, but I'm certainly not going to sit there and wait for somebody else to uh, to bring it to me, right? Because of course that mm-hmm. just never happens. Right, right. You got to go to it. It's not coming to you. Absolutely. And uh, you know, another thing that I've discovered about high performance people, and this is a huge emphasis for me, uh, not pers- not just personally, but even with my clients this year, is 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 taking time for self care. You know, self care. Um, you know, is it sounds to some people. Um, like a bit of a cheesy concept, uh, you know, and, and yet one of the ways I framed it with my clients is that the best thing that you can do to build your business is to care for yourself because if I'm an executive or a manager or a, 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 a solo shop where I'm a coach or I'm a speaker, you know, if I'm not caring for myself, what happens is I'm pretty much always running on empty. And uh, as you well know, Tom, that, that, that our clients deserve more than um, a half a tank of gas from us, right? When, when they get around us, you know, they deserve our absolute best. And uh, if I'm not caring for myself, what happens is when I get around my clients, I'm really not able to give them my very best. And, uh, of course, in the end, if you give leftovers for a sustained period of time, you know, you won't attract the kind of clients that you need to take your business, your organization to that next level. And, um, you know, the wonderful thing about self-care is that for each of us, you know, self-care is different, right? I mean, it's not that, you know, when I'm 
talking with my clients about self-care that I try to impose a, a model of self-care on them that works for me. Um, you know, I really work with them to explore, right, what are the different types of self-care and, and what is a, a model of self-care that's congruent with, with you, you know, both from a personality perspective but then also from a time management perspective and, and even from a body clock perspective. I mean, you know, for me, uh, for years, I mean, you know, I'm 41 years old now. Since I was 16, I've, uh, I've gotten up every day at 4 a.m., and that's just kind of who I am, and that works for me. I'm a morning person. And, uh, you know, if I started to ask everybody to get up at 4 a.m., I uh, <laughs> wouldn't have a lot of clients, right? And so, you know, we all need to find that time and that space that really works for us and, uh, and in a way that is congruent, right, with our nature, with our personality, in terms of who and what we are. Right, and uh, I think of Derek Sweet as a very good example of that. Extremely successful, has like a international uh, business with over ten thousand certified coaches, and yet if you look at his Facebook, he knows how to take personal care of himself with his horses. For him, it's riding horses and being with his animals, and he's got like three dogs now. And so a guy like him, you could understand he could be busy 60 hours a week, uh, but it wouldn't do great, wouldn't be great for the coaches that he trains or for the Certified Coaches Federation for him to do that. And so, so important. And I like what you said that everybody's way of looking after themselves or self-care can be different, uh, but it it must be done because otherwise everything else you do is like at 70% efficiency and you really don't want to go into life at 70% efficiency. It's too important. And so, yeah, self-care is so, so important and so unique and independent for each person. So uh, good that you recognize that and, and work with people to find their own way of looking after themselves that they love and that's refreshing for them and and that gives them that strength and energy to be at their best at the the rest of their time. Uh, Now I'm thinking of coaches again uh, and mm, like I was uh, coached last year or mentored some speakers I deal with talk about well, you should stop, which I didn't do, actually. You should stop talking about Napoleon Hill Foundation all the time, and you should just become an expert at something. Pick a, cat, a topic or something. People want experts, so I added a resiliency expert to my bio. But does a coach need to develop a single-focus expertise or when they're working with people they're working with the whole person holistically uh, need to be kind of helpful in all areas of life rather than just on one specific topic and and focus. And then also, uh, okay, now you're a coach, but if you weren't a salesperson before or know how to market yourself or get the word out there, uh, the only person you're going to be coaching is your dog or your cat. So talk about those two things, uh, about, you know, should should it be an expert or a, a, a general practitioner? And, okay, now you're a coach, but it's still a business. you got to get out there and build your name for yourself and sell. In the end, you got to sell. 
Yeah. No, these are great questions, and actually there's a, there's a very strong linkage. I mean, at the end of the day, my, my belief is that uh, the whole notion of establishing yourself as an expert is an important marketing strategy. Being a well-rounded coach is a critical operational strategy. So, so what do I mean by that? Well, if I want to attract clients, um, you know, at the end of the day, people, um, organizations, uh, businesses pay for solutions, right? They pay for, for, for problems uh, to get solved. They pay for uh, challenges to get overcome. They pay for answers to questions that they are asking and, and, uh, and of course, uh, you know, um, barriers removed. And so from a marketing perspective, I, I do think it makes sense, maybe not to limit yourself to one because, you know, at the end of the day, uh, you know, hopefully we have a couple areas of expertise. But, but you know, let's just take that, that and, and say maybe one, two, three areas where you are platforming yourself as, as an expert in that area. Um, in a lot of ways, that then solves the marketing problem for you. Because how a coach markets isn't isn't necessarily the same as a lot of traditional sales. I mean, there 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 could be some uh, cold calling, and there could be some things that uh, are similar. But generally speaking, as a coach, we we use the internet uh, through social media, uh, through blogging, through all the online platforms to begin to produce content in our area of expertise. So. So, you know, you, we can come out and say, well, I'm an expert in this area, but, but more so than us just saying it by the videos that we're posting and the blogs we're writing and the content we're producing, people see, oh, okay, you know, Abe Brown has, a, has an expertise in leadership development. And, uh, and so uh, I think that my, my, my focal area, my niche, um, makes it a lot easier for me to market myself. But... Having said all of that, as an operational strategy, if, if you're only good <laughs> at coaching one or two things, uh, you know, uh, a, uh, you know, you, you could risk, you know, getting too tight of a focus and ending up with no clients. But B, I think that there's a lot of value in a holistic approach. Um, you know, at the end of the day, if I'm a if I'm a leadership coach, for example, obviously, you know people's uh, mental health, their physical health, their emotional health, their financial health, their professional health has a big deal, has a big impact, sorry, on how they're leading, right? And, uh, you know, you and I and all of us don't just need to have expertise in, uh, in one area, but in, in several, especially as coaches, so that we can, when we get with our clients, not just work on that one area, but work on several areas. Right, right. I see. It's kind of like a, a balance there, which I uh, I see. Uh, and uh, I was thinking of something there that just left my head. Now I'm 51, and things are leaving my head as fast as they uh, as fast as they come in. Um, and so, oh yeah, the blogging and the content. I find it so cool. I started a website four years ago, and. I remember getting excited like when 10 people visited my site in a day and now four years later I get 20,000 plus visits a month from about 135 countries every month and it seems fascinating to me to write a blog post in my pajamas in my home office or in my track pants and have people from countries that I couldn't even know or pick out on a map visit my site. 
but it's so important. Uh, you can't be a coach without people knowing what you believe, knowing what you study, knowing what your expertise is. And so part of being a coach is also being a social media person as well, right? Yeah, I think so. And, and you know, uh, there's a lot of people who are, you know, at least when I train coaches because I, I'm, I'm kind of blessed and that I get them like often right at the front end, the start of their coaching career. And, and, and so they're nervous about it, right? They, they look at, you know, I mean, maybe they have a state Facebook profile and, and maybe they, um, you know, they've, they've got a, a little bit of a Twitter account or what have you, but, but for them it, it, it seems like this, this massive scary thing. And, and part of the fallacy today is a lot of people say, yeah, it's, it's great, social media, it's free. And I guess, you know, it is free on, on one level, but, but you know, it, it does cost you a significant amount of time and, and effort. Mm-hmm. So, so, you know, I say all that just to say um, one of the great offerings of the Certified Coaches Federation, actually, um, Derek Sweet has also developed a level two training. So we have, uh, like a lot of coach uh, federations, we have uh, several levels of training. And, um, you know, the first level really teaches you how to coach, but the second level focuses, it's called the master coach level, and the focus is how can you, you know, develop the business development skills. And so, you know, what you're saying is attracting clients. And in that course, Derek spends a lot of time, you know, demystifying uh, social media, helping people to really find their voice in social media in a way that's congruent, you know, with who and what they are but also, you know, works with their, their time budget and their financial budget because, you know, you can spend some money through social media as well. And, you know, I, I mean, it's, it's never been a better day to start a business, right? Because like yourself, I mean, my, uh, my uh, website and videos, um, you know, watched by people all over the world, and I have clients on, on multiple continents that uh, I've never even uh, physically met but have been privileged to work with in an online capacity through Skype and through, you know, phone and video conferencing and that kind of thing. And and um, and I just, you know, think I'm so blessed because, you know, 30 years ago had I started my business, uh, even 20, even 10, you know, the, the operational capacity to do those things just wouldn't have been there. And it's so cool. I do the same. Like I was on a coaching call yesterday with someone from the Netherlands, it's like, wow, I can't even pick that out on a map, and I'll probably never go there, but I'm being paid by someone from the Netherlands to do some coaching with them, and, and so cool. And you mentioned uh, your voice for social media, and that's where I struggled last year. My friends told me, oh, you need to become a, an expert in something, and I was like, no. When I started on social media, it was to promote Napoleon Hill and Napoleon Hill Foundation. I'm so proud of being a certified instructor. It gives you a lot of credibility. Everybody knows Napoleon Hill. And so I had to resist people who were trying to sidetrack me and developing a new voice when I was really quite content with the voice I already have as Napoleon Hill Foundation Certified Instructor. And 
even still, once or twice a week, I just Google Napoleon Hill Foundation, and I'm always smiling so wide I could eat a banana sideways when I see at least one. Usually two pages of my website are on the very first page for a Google search of Napoleon Hill Foundation. So you you do need to find your unique voice that you're comfortable with, that you love, I know I read uh, Gary Vaynerchuk's book, Crush It, and it talked about, you know, pick a topic that you could every single day write a blog post about and never run out of topics. Well, hello, 17 Principles of Success. There's a lot of things you can write about there and it's something I'm so passionate about. And so, yeah, develop your voice and perhaps even resist or at least think for yourself if people are trying to tell you what your voice should be. Well, I love what you're saying, and um, you know, in, in my you know view, you did you did you did exactly the right thing, and, and a huge part of your voice is what's happening. Um, you know, of course, with Napoleon Hill, the foundation, and, and, and perhaps even more importantly, the message, right? And I mean, that's a message that resonates with all of us, and, and so good for you. I mean, to me, that is your niche, and uh, you know, if you were now to try to manufacture something else, I mean, how um, you know, that just wouldn't be a great use of your time, your effort, your energy. Uh, you right. Know, I mean, wouldn't be passionate about it either. No, no. And, and I mean, you know, and, and yet having said that, I think there's probably a lot of other folks who aren't, um, you know, nearly as, as developed uh, as you in, in, in right. that, you know. So, so you know, for example, some of these, uh, like I was saying, you know, brand new coaches that I've uh, been privileged to work with, oftentimes they do, they do really struggle. I mean, they know they like Napoleon Hill, and they know they like, um, I don't know, um, you know, pick a, pick a name, you know. Uh, yeah, but yeah, they yeah. really need to spend time, you know, kind of looking with him and saying, you know, who, who am I, right? And, and what is the message um, that resonates with me that I can learn so well, like you've done with the Napoleon Hill material, that I can actually teach it to others and that people will come to me um, for guidance and support and advice in those areas because, uh, you know, if, uh, if we're going to be attracting clients, then we need to have some, some honey <laughs> to attract them. With <laughs> exactly, exactly. And now I do this too often, and I often kick myself, but we've gone this far into the show, and I haven't shouted out your website yet. Silly me. So tell us, Momentum Coaching is it yeah, dot .ca? Yeah. .ca, eh? .ca, Yay, Canada. Yay, Canada. MomentumCoaching.ca. So MomentumCoaching.ca. You'll find out all about Abe there. And you have a fair bit of stuff on the Certified Coaches Federation as well on there. And uh, wow, I did not know until I read your bio, you are the president of the Certified Coaches Federation. How did that happen and how exciting must it be? I know you recently had a conference and so as part of that, you get to meet some uh, amazing people and really contribute and add value to their lives as well. Yeah, you know, I, I mean, I'm, I'm just filled with gratitude, so blessed because, uh, you know, when I started training, uh, well, first I did my training with the CCF. Um, you know, Derek was the person who trained and certified me, and that would have been, you know, seven or eight years ago. 
and uh, and then you know as as that happened, we we cultivated a a really good relationship, and and you know as you said, you know when when he started, there was literally nothing, and and uh, and so you know I, I think he was probably looking for people that he felt he could work with over the long term, people that you know shared his heart and shared his philosophy and were were trustworthy and. I'm, uh, you know, really blessed that, that uh, we kind of hit it off. And I guess about, you know, three years ago, he said, man, you're, you're adding a ton of value to this organization and we, uh, we wouldn't be, you know, where we are without, you know, contributions uh, that you've made. And so, you know, we'd be honored if you take on this role. And, of course, uh, <laughs> I thought about it for, for less than a second. Yeah. Right. <laughs> You said no. You said yes right before he finished the sentence. That's right, and uh, and I, you know, so blessed because you know, I, like you've mentioned, I mean, Derek is uh, such an authentic man, and uh, as you know, I mean, what what you see with him is is genuinely what you get. Uh, he's not one of these folks who has a, a I don't know an online profile or a stage presence, and that is a completely different person. He's uh, really cares about people, really cares about the planet, and really wants to to make a difference and. Uh, and so anytime I can get around a, a, a guy like that or a, a gal like that who's gone a bit further than me, um, I'm just going to eat that up because, uh, you know, every day I, I, I desire to learn more so that I can get better, so that I can give more, right? Exactly. Uh, let's give people the website for the Certified Coaches Federation as well. And I think I just did, except just add .com or something to the end, right? That's right. It's super easy. It's 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 long to type in, but it's CertifiedCoachesFederation.com. And uh, you know, on that page is, is all the information you need in terms of, uh, you know, kind of what our, our philosophy and training program is. And then also different locations where, uh, you know, you can find the training. Right, right. CertifiedCoachesFederation.com. Amazing organization. So MomentumCoaching.ca and CertifiedCoachesFederation.com. Two amazing organizations. If you're, A, considering being a coach, You'd be crazy if you didn't check out Certified Coaches Federation, the best in the world, in my opinion. And uh, if you're looking for a coach, uh, an accredited coach who really has been trained to be a coach, uh, CertifiedCoachesFederation.com or go to MomentumCoaching.ca. Um, and as you mentioned, no matter where you are in the world, you can do coaching on Skype and Google Hangout. And so no matter where you are in the world, both Abe and Certified Coaches Federation can can help you and can get you to where you want to be. Uh, Any uh, last words for us, Abe? Uh, uh, It's always fun for me to talk to uh, someone who's a friend of Derek, and I've learned a lot today myself, uh, clarifying some things about, yeah, you need to be an expert in one area, or, you know, developing your voice. So share with us a few last things before I let you go. Well, first, uh, of course, really want to thank you, uh, Tom, for this opportunity. What a, what a privilege it is to, to be, uh, to kind of share a, uh, a, an interview stage with you. I'm, I'm honored and I'm grateful. And, and you know, today, uh, you know, we did have an opportunity to talk a lot about, you know, finding your expertise, finding your voice. And, um, you know, people often ask, you know, how can I do that? And, uh, you know, because I've been hanging out with myself for the last 
X number of years, <laughs> and I still haven't figured it out. And and so, you know, it, it, it sort of loops me back to uh, something else we talked about today, and, and it is self-care. I really believe that, you know, if, if we take time daily to, to be alone, and, and for me, I'm a, I'm a God person, so that looks like time in prayer and meditation. Um, you know, for others, I, I know that it, it, it's different, but um, I think that if we take time to be with ourselves, to be in a place of quiet, what happens is we, we do have this opportunity to, to hear uh, kind of what our voice is, our area of expertise, and then to flow with it. And, uh, and so just encourage people to think, you know, today, what, what can I do to care for myself? Uh, today, what can I do to be with myself so that I can discover those things and have enough in the tank to be able to give to others? Exactly. And at the same time, realizing that... Uh, Hey, I've got this far in my life, and I, I really haven't figured it out. And it really would be nice to have someone to talk to, to direct me, to help me, to answer some questions I have, to help me with my purpose, to help me take the right actions every day. And, uh, you know, the analogy is used a lot, even the very, very, very top athletes in any field all have a coach. Uh, so <laughs> we all need a coach. And so Certified Coaches Federation or MomentumCoaching.ca, um, once you've realized that, yeah, I've been doing this all alone and I haven't got it all figured out and I really would like someone to talk to, that's when you really need to reach out, get a coach. And coaching doesn't have to be like a chiropractor where you go three times a week for 48 years and then send your kids after. Uh, coaching can be short-term or long-term, right? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, and, and uh, you know, at the end of the day, we, um, we, uh, we get as much coaching as we think we need. And the moment that coach stops adding value is probably when it's time to move on. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, and so, you know, like you said, I mean, the, the, the highest performing people on the planet, they all have a coach. And so, um, you know, I hope that uh, if you're out there listening today and you don't have a coach, that you'll find one because it could be the thing that next levels, you know, your whole career. Right. Right. It could make the difference over trying to do it yourself and only yourself without that outside assistance. And so let's remind people again, MomentumCoaching.ca and then also CertifiedCoachesFederation.com. Uh, it really can bring you, not can, it really will bring you to the next level. And if you've been struggling to get to that next level of your potential skill and talent, uh, reach out to uh, Abe or the Certified Coaches Federation. Thanks so much for uh, being on the show today, Abe. Uh, I enjoyed it a lot, learned a few things myself, and always love talking about uh, coaching, leadership, and becoming the best we can be with our skills and talents that God gave us. And so you really helped us with that. Thanks so much, Abe. Have yourself an amazing day. Thanks, Tom. You too. Take care. Take care.